is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Coming up on today's show, we preview the NFC home games plus the one AFC home game we didn't get to yesterday. We got a cool stat about a tight end that's barely owned. Some shocking stats about the run defenses in the Colts Seahawks game. And Dave, my sorcery knows no bounds. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Don't you ever say a nice or pro- projected thing about me or my family. Oh no, I don't ever do it. I hate all of you guys. Good, yeah, good. The Richards keep it that way. are the worst. Keep it that way. They're the worst. But Fanduel is the best. And for people like me who have a lot of time Montgomery. We're going, to be, we're going to be playing a lot of FanDuel in the coming days and weeks, so sign up today. Click the Join Now button on FanDuel.com and use our code CBSPOD. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes. When you make your first deposit on FanDuel, all you have to do is use that code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. Good morning. Happy Friday, Dave. Happy Friday. You ever, have to, um, you ever have to remind yourself... It's just fantasy football. You're not allowed to get that upset about it. <laughs> you are allowed to get upset, Adam. That's the thing. I don't think it's right for you to say that, oh, it's just fantasy football. This is important to people, mm-hmm. and it's important to you. Your leagues are important. You like winning. Everybody likes to win. Yeah. Everybody likes to beat their friends. And when it doesn't go right, you get mad. But the problem is you can't really blame anybody but yourself. I just feel like I'm jinxed this year. Like the three players, after I made a trade yesterday, we kept talking about trade Todd Gurley, trade Todd Gurley. So I traded Todd Gurley. Uh, it's actually a pretty, pretty nice blockbustery trade. Um, but one of the guys I got back was Ty Montgomery. So mm-hmm. after that trade, I think the three players that I have the most of are David Johnson, Ty Montgomery, and Andrew Luck. And I just feel like I've just, I'm the sorcerer. I have bonanzaed everybody, and I'm just, I am really upset about it. I feel like I'm gonna have a terrible year. Ugh. Maybe you should get out of the business of giving an opinion. I don't want to do that. I enjoy- And instead, just focus on hosting and, and letting us take care Ouch. of- Ouch! The- First of all, it's not about, it's just the, the business of drafting, Dave. I drafted these guys heavily and they got hurt. And, uh, look, Ty Montgomery has broken ribs. We're gonna talk about that game. And uh, Green Bay with the 35-14 uh, win over the Bears. And guess what? Another uh, another Thursday night game where Aaron Rodgers throws for less than 200 yards, but he's awesome with 31 fantasy points. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I had a conversation with Nick Costos. I said, Nick, in this league, I said, you have Jamal Williams. I'm about to acquire Ty Montgomery. Can I have – you know, give me Jamal Williams. And he's like, what will you offer for me? So I lowball him. Jacquez Rogers. He says, nah, I don't want Jacquez. He's going to be useless after this week. All right, fine. Sterling Shepard. He's like, okay, yeah, now you're speaking my language. I need wide receivers. All right, maybe JJ Nelson, you pick. And he's like, I'm going to hang on to, uh, I'm going to hang on to, uh, Jamal Williams. Like, fine. You know what? I'm going to make the trade anyway. Let, I said, let's just hope Ty Montgomery doesn't get hurt tonight. And I got a text from Nick five minutes into the game, five plays into the game, whatever. Broken yeah. ribs. Good stuff. We don't know the extent of it. And then his backup, Jamal Williams, has got hurt, so at least I didn't trade for him. Aaron Jones is the most viewed player, Dave, on CBSSports.com leagues, and as, let's get into this game now. He'll be uh, probably the most added player. He is 1% owned. 
What'd you think uh, of uh, Aaron Jones last night? 13 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. His first work of the year. I think it's okay. I, it's clear if you watch the preseason that the Packers really didn't give him a big opportunity to earn playing time. I think that they're not ready for him to have a huge workload, but you got to figure Ty Montgomery will miss some, some games with the broken ribs. That's three, four weeks right there. We don't know the extent of Jamal Williams injury. So he's the next man up and the Packers typically don't trade for running backs or trade for anybody. Really? They just don't do that, especially in the middle of the season. So I think that this is a real good opportunity for Aaron Jones to step in and, and get a lot of playing time and get a lot of touches. And he's a good pass catcher too. We didn't see that in week four. He could end up being a very nice, uh, running back to help you out. Let's say for the next month. Oh no. We'll know more about that. Jamal Williams. <laughs> don't say uh, that. Later on Friday. Why not, why not say I that? Because I don't, maybe he just wears like a flak jacket and plays through broken ribs. Misses a oh, game. that would be great. Yeah. But you know what? We might know more about that situation. We're going to know more about Ty Montgomery yeah. and, and Jamal Williams, hopefully by the end of the day. Mike McCarthy's got a press conference it's this afternoon. I'll be watching it. We'll figure out. Uh, what he, we'll see what he says and we'll figure out what to do after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that on the Saturday mailbag. Hopefully we'll know more at that point. And Montgomery was off to such a good start from, from just a yeah. few carries. It looked like he was going to have a huge game. And I even tweeted, if, if Ty Montgomery scores 15 or more fantasy points in standard, I will sing any song of Dave's choosing on Friday's podcast. Sorry, Dave, no singing today. Oh, darn. <laughs> I got a feeling there will be singing later on anyway. Probably. I'll sneak one in. And I have a bonanza to give away because people need to get drinks. So um, Green Bay now leads the all-time series 95-94 to with six ties. This is their first lead in the series against the Bears since 1933. Thank you, CBSSports.com, for those stats. Any big takeaways from last night's game is Devontae Adams is also uh, ho- thankfully doing okay. But that was a really scary moment. Yes. Danny Trevathan hit him. Any takeaways from the game, Dave? Aaron Rodgers is awesome. Jordy Nelson is awesome. Uh, Martellus Bennett got a lot of targets and got plenty of catches. Didn't score again on his one end zone target. Uh, Devontae should have had two touchdowns. He had one called back. Randall Cobb made a nice catch, and obviously the touchdown helped pace his numbers. And Packers are going to do what they've always done. And the fact that they were able to get by without their top five tackles in this game is incredible, but it really, it just speaks to the coaching staff and how they work around it. They moved Lane Taylor out from guard to tackle. I think that that made a big difference and uh, it was nice on the Chicago side of things. I think it's Mitchell Trubisky time. I think the timing is really good for it. Glennon probably doesn't have a lot of confidence after last night's game and both of his interceptions were just absolutely dreadful. I don't know if I'm going to fault him so much for the fumbles, um, but the interceptions were just bad. They play on Monday night against Minnesota. That means they have an extra day on top of all the extra days that they have from playing on Thursday to get Mitchell Trubisky ready for the Vikings on Monday night. It is a home game. I think it makes sense for them to make the move now. And Trubisky looked good to me during the preseason. So I could see him going out there and, and making as good of use as possible out of Kendall Wright and Deontay Thompson and Josh Bellamy and, of course, Tariq Cohen. The one thought I had about Cohen and, and Jordan Howard, I think everybody disappointed in the yardage, but the touchdown at the end saved his day. The thought I had about Cohen is how far off is he from Chris Thompson? That, that's what I thought. And, and Cohen, you're seeing it now. 
this is the downside of Tariq Cohen. You know, he's, he's fine in PPR. He had four catches, but uh, he's 65% started, 98% owned, and he has three games with five, six, or seven carries. He had 12 carries in week three against Pittsburgh in the overtime game, but eight, eight, four, and four catches in four games, and only one touchdown in four games. So, I mean, that's why I think Chris Thompson is a really good sell-high candidate because when these guys, they don't get that many touches. They don't get that many goal-line opportunities, you know, especially in standard-scoring leagues. I just – three years ago, I think it was, Dave. Maybe it's two – I don't know, 2015. Darren Sproles got off to such a hot start, and he was the most mm-hmm. obvious sell-high candidate in football, and it we, we said it and said it and said it and said it, and he was, and it turned out to be the case. There's a guy every year that's like that. And that's why I'm not going to get that excited at, at about Chris Thompson. Yeah, and, and I kind of feel like Cohen's got to be viewed through the same lens as a guy who's got unbelievable potential, and you'd figure he'd play a lot. Thompson just doesn't get a lot of touches and doesn't necessarily play a ton in his given role. And and what did do you know off the top of your head how many snaps Tariq played last night? I, I didn't take I a didn't. guess. I've got it right here. Oh, I have. take uh, a guess how many snaps percentage wise? Sure. Um, 35. Like, it's gonna make you sick if you started him. 35%. 26% of the snaps. Yeah, not very involved. 18 of 68 snaps. And they were trailing the whole time, too. What are they, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. And now you throw Trubisky into it, and is Trubisky gonna lean on Cohen, just like Glennon did? Because you could tell right away that Mike Glennon liked throwing to Tariq Cohen. Well, th- it, let me, it would make sense for Trubisky to stick with it, but we don't know for sure that that'll happen. I'll just say one thing for Cohen that gives me a little hope. Jordan Howard left very briefly, but he did leave. He got his shoulder dinged up, and he's playing through this shoulder injury. So certainly don't drop Tariq Cohen. Uh, that's not what we're saying. Just it's It just depends on you have to have reasonable expectations for him. The bye weeks are coming up, and he should be solid as a flex in PPR. That's kind of how I'm viewing him. I, I don't really like these types of players in standard scoring leagues. You know, I should give a little context here. Cohen played 26% of the snaps. Jordan Howard played 51% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Well, Howard's according to guy. my math, 51 plus 26 does not equal 100%. Benny Cunningham played 16 snaps, 24% of the total snaps. Blowout day. He came in when it was a blowout at the end. Maybe, but he's also a passing downs back. And if this is going to be a blowout, and the Bears are probably going to have a few more games like this, then Cohen isn't going to get all that playing time. Cunningham is going to cut into it, and I feel like we should feel fortunate that Jordan Howard had the game that he had. Oh, yeah. Jordan Howard has like, this amazing we're, we ability. We lucked out if we started Jordan Howard. He has an amazing ability to put up fantasy points when they get blown out. He's done it almost every time, and it continued. But this time was different. The last three times that got blown out last year, uh, he had 100 yards rushing. This time he was lucky to get the touchdown. And, and he's been great in three or four games this season, and yet I still don't love him. Really? As a rest of season fantasy running back. I'll, if I've got him, I'll keep him. I'll try and trade him to, to a team in my league that might be desperate for running back help. Dave, which running backs that went after Jordan Howard in the draft are you now taking ahead of Jordan Howard? Gurley for sure, for obvious reasons. Uh, throw a rock at a rookie running back and I'll take them ahead of Jordan Howard too. You'll take e- even Mixon. Mixon? Even Mixon. That's I, bold. I don't know if I can count on Jordan Howard having games like he had in his last two, where he just rumbles through the Steelers. He's and good, gets Dave. Carries. He's really good. He had two 100-yard games against the Vikings last year. Like everybody wants to count him out, and I get it. And my Do you biggest, like the fact that he's playing 51% of the snaps? I think it was it was the score, and it's the shoulder. 
And do you think the Bears are going to be in a lot of competitive games? You know what? They, let's look what they've done in two home games. They beat the Steelers and they almost beat the Falcons. They've, they've had arguably the toughest schedule in football so far. Do you agree that he is no longer a number one fantasy? Runner? No, I think he's a top 12 guy. You can name, you can't name 12 running backs you'd rather have. I don't think so. I mean, yes, the rookies for sure. I don't know well, about like, Mixon, but there's five right there if it's the rookies. Yeah. Sure. And then Bell, Zeke, Freeman, Gurley. That's nine. Um, Sean McCoy. Yeah. McCoy, 10. Gordon, okay. 11. All right. Maybe he's Ajayi? not 12. I'd probably take a, yeah, I'd take a Jai over him. He's top 50. CJ Anderson? No, I, I think I'd stick with Howard. Carlos Hyde? I don't see a reason to take Hyde over Howard. Maybe in PPR. Adam, Jordan Howard or Ty Montgomery, rest of season? <laughs> Howard. Okay. But if, right Montgo- but if Montgomery screen. weren't hurt, I would have taken Montgomery. So I would in a heartbeat. He's more like top 15. Uh, let me ask you about the Green Bay wide receivers real quick as we wait to see what happens. You know what? I guess it's it's not even worth talking about because we got to see what the injury status is with Devontae Adams. The thing I wanted to mention was that Jordy Nelson's putting up a ton of fantasy points without a lot of targets. He doesn't have an 80-yard game yet. He's been close twice. He only played three games. He got hurt early in the Atlanta game. He doesn't have an 80-yard game yet. doesn't have a double-digit target game yet. Still putting up points. Um, but you know what? That that could all change. Get more and more targets if Adams is out. They've uh, been scheming him in the red zone very well. If like Adams there were two great oh, examples last Jordy? night. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that tough catch he made in traffic on his second touchdown. With, I'm just kidding. There was no bear within 15 <laughs> yards. There was him. no one around him on either touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Martellus Bennett. I don't know that I want to drop him, Dave, just because if if Adams is out, you figure he's a tight end that'll get maybe eight targets. You know, could work, but we'll see. We'll talk about that on the waiver wire show, and their next matchup is at Dallas. Um, hey, look at this unbeatable fantasy squad, Dave. It does not have unbeatable. It, yeah, it's unbeatable. It does not have Ty Montgomery, uh, Tom Brady, okay, Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. Oh, nice, Jordy Nelson and Brandon Cooks. And that's, that's a great it. team. That's it. That, that's, that's your team? That's draft. That's on the draft app. That's on playdraft.com. This was only a four-person draft, but I do think I have the best team, and I've been doing pretty well on playdraft.com. And I love it. It's a snake draft. I did a snake draft last night. It took just a few minutes. You get 30 seconds on the clock. You usually don't have to use it all. You put a bunch of players in your queue. Uh, it's really fun. I think I got Le'Veon Bell with, like, the eighth or ninth pick, you know, the matchup's not great, so I don't know that he's a top ten overall player. But look, uh, I, I really encourage it. Play on draft. Um, play on draft or playdraft.com. And if you want free entry, well, we can give that to you. Our promo code is FF today. So what you're going to do is you're going to search for draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com. And when you make your first deposit, you get free entry into a draft with the promo code FF today. Again, search draft in the app store or playdraft.com. Come play for free. Join me on draft. The promo code is FF today. Uh, well, I got a bunch of things to promote. The Saturday mailbag, uh, which we'll record later today and the Matt Forte interview, which will be at the end of that show. Fantasy football today is our live video show Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern until 1 p.m. Get your lineup set. Uh, Ion fantasy football is our radio show. It's me and Dave this weekend, Saturday night, hanging out. On CBS Sports Radio, you can check your local affiliates on CBSSportsRadio.com. You can also listen there. Uh, we have a new basketball podcast on CBS Sports. 
It's called the Flagrant Two. There are actually now multiple Flagrant Two podcasts. We're the new one. The Flagrant Two podcast. It launched yesterday. First interview, LeVar Ball. You know him. And I believe he's talking about this whole college basketball pay for play scandal. And he's got some pretty interesting things to say. The Flagrant Two podcast. Uh, that's going to be a really good one. The Pick Six podcast is awesome. It's a great football show. Uh, we got a 24-7 sports college football podcast that's as good as it gets. Go to cbssports.com slash podcast to find out more and to subscribe. Dave, um, I've been thinking about you. Not not you, but it's, a seg- uh, it's our segment for the day. Oh, another, I was about to say awkward. Another player I've been thinking about, just because we've been getting some questions, and I don't want to be the podcast that didn't mention a running back who scored a touchdown last week and might get a bigger role. Corey Clement for Philadelphia. What do you think about him? He's 14% owned. He's a stash. He looked good in the preseason. And uh not a bad running back, but I think he's buried. Kind of kind of the same issue that we have with a handful of other running backs around the league that we like, but they they just got to get a rocket like Chris Carson got to get to the top of their lineup. Like Aaron Jones is going to get to get mm-hmm. to the top of the depth chart in Green Bay. So unless something goes down between Wendell Smallwood or LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Clement should be probably kept on the waiver wire in your typical 10 or 12 team league. If you've got a lot of bench spots, sure, pick him up, see what he does. Let's play the do you expect game. Sam Bradford is out this week. No. <laughs> He's not going to I love the Lions DST. I don't really I at least see where they're where they're ranked. I don't buy Case Keenum. I've seen enough of Case Keenum and I think the Lions DST is so much better than what the Buccaneers had on the field last week. They were so banged up, and Keenum shredded them. I mean, Lions are 12th for Jamie, 18th for Dave, 19th for, for Heath. They're my FanDuel DST. They're good. They're a good defense, and they're going to crush Case Keenum, Dave. What do you like about them? Defense. I love Ziggy Ansa. Okay. I love Darius Slay. I think just as a unit, they were underrated as hell last year. I don't know about in fantasy, but I mean, look at them. They're solid. They're just a solid team. They turned Matt Ryan over three times. It wasn't necessarily Matt Ryan's fault, but he threw three picks. He didn't have a multi-pick game all year in 2016. He threw three last week. Like this is a good, solid team that doesn't get enough credit. And I love the matchup more than anything. I love Case Keenum, but I'm a big fan of the Vikings offense and what they're doing too. And their offensive line has really played better than expected this year. And I think that's helped Case Keenum. And I think the receivers in Minnesota have helped Case Keenum as well. And Dalvin Cooks look great. So they're going to have their hands full. I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and have – I think they're one of just a handful of DSTs that have 10-plus fantasy points in each of the first three weeks. They're the number two DST in, in fantasy so far. And they're behind Jacksonville. And Jacksonville actually had a stinker in between their two dominant games to begin the year and then last week in London. I don't mind that you take a chance on them. I don't mind at all. To be fair, I mean, I'm not starting them in any of my seasonal leagues because there are better defenses out there. So you don't have to, but FanDuel, I think it's a good play. They're very inexpensive, the Lions. Uh, do you expect Kelvin Benjamin? I think as of now, you've got to expect him. He had a full practice on Thursday, and it's trending toward him playing. Start or sit? I don't mind him as a number two receiver, but I don't love it. I think it's... I think it's one of those things where you got to weigh him against other people. Lions DST available in two-thirds of CBS Sports Leagues. Sammy Watkins at Dallas. Expected to play. He had a full practice on Thursday. Coach Sean McVay 
expects him to clear the concussion protocol and be on the field against Dallas. Really curious to see how who's healthy, really, for the Cowboys' secondary. Could be another nice game for Sammy. Who do you like better, Sammy Watkins or Kelvin Benjamin? If Sammy plays, I'll take Sammy. Doug Baldwin, you expect him? As of now, yes. You probably want to get, if you really need a wide receiver, you want to get Paul Richardson. That'd be your second favorite guy? On Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just in case Baldwin doesn't play. Do you expect Jimmy Graham? Let's see if he practices on Friday. They're, they're talking like he's going to play. Michael Crabtree. Yes. John Brown. Looks like he's got a chance to play. He's been practicing this week. Carlos Hyde. Yes. DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Julio Jones. Yes, yes, yes. Melvin Gordon. Yes. Jordan Reed. People are looking at me funny because I'm yelling yes in an office and I'm <laughs> in here by myself. It's weird. I'll have what Jordan she's Reed, having. I'm, I'm not quite convinced on, but I think I would lean toward positive. In Espanol, Dave, Rob Kelly. See. Samaje Pirine. I think he'll be active, Wait but a second. I don't think he'll do much. Did you just say C on Rob Kelly? Yeah. You think he's going to play? Yeah, I think he's got a shot. All right. Well, that'd be nice. Um, Isaiah Crowell. Does it matter? Yes. <laughs> I I wouldn't start him. I would expect him to play. Matt Forte. No. Can you give me for Fantasy Week 4 one sleeper? One breakout and one bust and one, what is it? One bourbon, one shot, one beer. I don't know what that you is. You know that song? Uh, sing it to me. A one bourbon. Uh, no, well, I might be singing the wrong lyrics. So one scotch, one beer. You can tell I don't drink. Who is that? Stevie Ray Vaughan or something? No. George, George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Okay. Let's, can we yeah. just get to sleepers? It's terrible. Can um, we just get out of this mess, please? Yeah, after I tell you that uh, your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Start your free trial right now at CBS.com slash NFL. CBS.com slash NFL. Watch some football. Uh, you, that, wow, my knowledge of that song got the title and the artist wrong. So, yes, Dave, one sleeper, one breakout, one sleeper, one breakout, one bust. Go ahead. Let's go, let's go with a sleeper who might burn us, but I like the matchup and I think the Raiders are going to end up throwing a lot. The one Raider that I think we can all kind of look at and say, all right, I need a tight end. I'm desperate. It's Jared Cook. And I know that he scored last week. I hate following up guys or going with guys who are coming up a week where they scored, but he seems to be a regular target in this offense. He's had a decent dose of targets and catches through the start of the season. And the matchup against Denver's linebackers and safeties hasn't been bad for opposing tight ends. So I would call Jared Cook a sleeper. Okay, one breakout. breakout for this week. Mm-hmm. How about Tevin Coleman? Oh. Who has had some decent games, but he hasn't really had a big breakout game. And against Buffalo, I, I could see, I could see the Falcons leaning on their running backs like they have in previous games this season. The uh, Bills are going to stick with a zone secondary. It's going to force a lot more short passes for Matt Ryan. And he can definitely use underneath passes to his running backs and Tevin Coleman, a pretty accomplished pass catcher. So maybe this will be one of his big games of the season. And let's just go with several busts, and they'll all be Raiders. Derek Carr, don't love him. Even with Jared Cook as a sleeper. Amari Cooper, tough matchup. Marshawn Lynch, I think, is the biggest of them all. I do not feel comfortable starting Marshawn Lynch in any league, any format, 
Don't think he'll get more than about 13 carries. Don't think he'll score. Don't think he'll average four yards per carry. Okay. Before we get into the games, let's beat the waiver wire. It's not that easy this week. Looking ahead to week five matchups, if you need a quarterback, Eli Manning has the Chargers. They'll, they'll be making a cross-country trip. Jay Cutler is against Tennessee. Jacoby Brissett has San Francisco. It's it's kind of dicey. Um, I don't know if Carson Palmer is available in your leagues, but you might want to pick him up. And I th- there are some good quarterbacks on by next week. What is it? Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one other, Dave. I don't know if you know off the top of your head. but uh, Matt, uh, Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not a great – it doesn't look like a great week for streaming. I'm not going to really trust Jacoby Brissett. No way. Uh, How about Case Keenum? I mean, against the Bears. We'll see what he does. We'll see what he does uh, this week. I don't really trust Case Keenum. I think he's a pretty bad quarterback. But, um, so yeah, uh, Elijah McGuire, Corey Clement. These are two like long shot running backs that I don't know. I guess there's. I a think McGuire makes sense for this exercise where you're trying to pick up the next guy up. Bilal Powell has not played well this season. He's going to get a lot of work, but if he stinks or gets hurt. Then while Matt Forte's out, Elijah McGuire would theoretically be the every down guy, or at least a heavy workload guy for the Jets. Yay? <laughs> Yay? Yeah. yeah. Um, Minnesota is at Chicago. Their defense, Minnesota's defense is 87% owned. So very, very few of you could pick them up, but, uh, you know, I've seen them dropped in a couple of my leagues just playing matchups. So yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, I, I don't really, I don't really know. The other defense I had on this list was Detroit at, against Carolina. Other than that, I don't know. I, I don't see an obvious DSD to pick up. In week five, the Browns host the Jets. Yeah, I don't want either Which of those. Which DST do you go with? <laughs> Probably the Jets. Because Kaiser's thrown seven picks in his last two yeah, games. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's not so bad. But if Miles Garrett plays for the Browns... That could help their defense quite a bit because now Good. they're generating a pretty strong pass rush. 49ers play at Indianapolis. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, like, though, you got burned with the Colts at, in the Browns game, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Giants actually, TST isn't owned in a ton of leagues and they're going to host the Chargers in week five. Yeah, that could be okay. I mean, that, I mean, that might not be so Check bad. on that Colts stat I just gave. Maybe they might have, the Browns were terrible in that game. The Colts, yeah, they weren't good. Seven fantasy points. And then finally, Dave, three other players. Josh Doxson, Mike Williams, Will Fuller. Mike Williams for the Chargers, not going to play this week, but these are stash-wide receivers. Josh Doxson, Mike Williams, Will Fuller, not a bad idea to get them on your team right now. Doxson is my favorite of the group because I think we'll see Washington throw a lot. The problem is if you pick him up and he does well, you'll be happy, but you can't use him in week five because Washington's on a bye. And if he stinks, well, then he's an easy guy to get away from because in week five they're on a bye and you can't use him either way. So seems to me like he's a really low-risk type of bench guy to stash just for this week. Williams, I think you'd have to keep him on your bench for longer. And Will Fuller, I'm just not buying as a guy that will ever have as a consistent fantasy starter. Maybe as a guy that you'll mix and match in your flex, but I think he's just too inconsistent of a player. Well, Dave, it's time to preview the games, the NFC home games. One thing I noticed, the AFC home games, it seems like they're going to be a lot more high scoring. We could have some real duds in the NFC home games. It was not easy, but I tried, and I tried, and I finally have the b b b bonanza for Fantasy Week. 
for Dave. And you know what? In a faraway land, they wouldn't use such a crude word as bonanza. They would use a word like a windfall. That's what they would say in London, where the Dolphins and the Saints meet up in a high-scoring shootout that will be a boon and a windfall to fantasy owners. So the week four windfall is Miami, New Orleans. So you're not calling it uh, a certain word that right. starts with a B. It's a windfall. A windfall. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I had to look that up. Well, look this, up is, this is going to bring a, a new plot twist to the whole bonanza catastrophe that you know, you've. Dave said it. I, it doesn't matter if I say it. Uh, bonanza, bonanza, bonanza. It, it's not me. It's you. Wouldn't that be something if, if I'm we, not our, the wizard of bonanza? We change the word, and and all of a sudden, all the luck changes too. All right, here we go. Tennessee at Houston, our one AFC home game that we missed from yesterday. Your stat of the game. Are you sitting down, everybody? Listen to this. Ryan Griffin, eight percent owned. He is not ranked for Dave, but Jamie. No, I moved him up. He's a top fifteen. Oh, you got him now. Okay, then he's top sixteen for everybody. Ryan Griffin, in one game last year, without C.J. Fedorowicz, had eight catches for 85 yards on eight targets against Jacksonville. And last week, without C.J. Fedorowicz, five catches for 61 yards and a touchdown at the Patriots. So Ryan Griffin faces Tennessee, and he is our stat of the day, or stat of the game. And I don't really want to trust Ryan Griffin because he's Ryan Griffin. I get it. But I dropped Kobe Fleener for him, and I will start him over Kobe Fleener, Dave. And what do you think about this uh, interesting tight end? I don't think it's a bad idea to use him because you could see the Texans target Tennessee's safeties. Uh, I don't believe Jonathan Cyprian is expected to play. The Seahawks tried to get their tight ends going last week, and, I, and I'd say they did. Jimmy Graham, 11 targets, 7 catches, 72 yards. Luke Wilson, 4 targets, 3 catches, 53 yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. and uh, they've played two teams that don't really – one team that the Titans have played have used their tight ends. It was Jared Cook, and he caught all five of his targets for 56 yards. That seems like something that Ryan Griffin can do. So if you're in a pinch, you go ahead and start him. And he's out there, like you said, 92% of leagues. Yeah, all right, there you go. Ryan Griffin, not a terrible option. So last year these two teams played. Uh, Mariota only played once. He scored eight fantasy points at Houston. This game is at Houston. Rashard Matthews had two good games against the Texans. Let's go to Mariota first, Dave. Start or sit Marcus Mariota, who has 18, 14, and 23 fantasy points in three games in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. I think he keeps it going. I think the Patriots laid out some some nice ideas on how you can go about beating the Texans' secondary. And really their defense in general. It's tough to run on them. It makes me not want to start DeMarco Murray. I don't think you can start Derrick Henry. But I think Marcus Mariota can throw a decent amount, maybe run a little bit too. And I think he's kind of a gamer. This is the kind of player who you can start and, and, and hope for some really nice numbers from because he's given you nice numbers in the past. And I think the matchup is going to dictate that he, uh, he, that, that he'll have good numbers. I'm happy you didn't curse this game. Because I have a feeling this one could get a little out of control and a little high scoring. And if it does, that's great for Marcus Mariota. That would be nice, yeah. Uh, and if they're trailing, it would be even nicer. Give me your thoughts on the Tennessee running backs. I'm I'm not ready to go hog wild for DeMarco Murray again. I think he will be the starter, the lead back, and Derrick Henry will pick up, say, 30% of the total touches in that backfield. But it's a difficult matchup, and I don't know if DeMarco Murray – 
is really as good as his numbers say he was last week. He had one great run. Everything else was kind of pedestrian. His season before last week was kind of pedestrian. So if you're going to trust him, do it as a low-end number two running back, not as your number one guy where you're looking for 13-plus fantasy points. So Murray or Chris Carson, Murray or Joe Carson, Mixon? Carson, Carson. And Mixon over Murray? Yes. Carlos Hyde over Murray? Yes. Interesting, interesting. I don't know, man. A lot of DeMarco Murray hate on this podcast. I will say this. Houston's only giving It's not hate. It's, uh, well, it's hate for fantasy. But basically, like, give the guy some credit. He was one of the best running backs in fantasy last year. He just faced the Seahawks. He did have that one long run. It's not an easy matchup. Like you said, the Texans are allowing 3.4 yards per carry to running backs. Um, they did great against Mixon on nine carries. They did great against Gillisley. They did pretty well against Fournette. He did score, though. All right. He's, uh, he's averaging 5.3 yards per carry on the season. That includes the 75-yard touchdown run. You take that run away from from what he's done this year, and he's averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. So you want a stat that lies, it's DeMarco Murray's rushing average. All right. How about Richard? Ma- and we're not starting Derrick Henry, right? I don't think he can. Derrick Henry. I, but I do think he can get 10 touches. So uh, maybe you're desperate for a running back. You start him. Derrick Henry or James White? I think that could go down to what your scoring system is, where you trust White in a PPR and, and Henry in a non-PPR. Rashard Matthews is 73% owned, and he's a top 24 guy this week. Uh, who would you start Rashard Matthews over? I'd start him over a lot of guys because I think he's going to continue to get a lot of targets. And if I like Mariota, he's got to have a good target. And I don't love Delaney Walker in this matchup. I think you start him because you have to. As of now, I'm putting him ahead of Calvin Benjamin, who Benjamin's got this great matchup against New England, but I don't trust his quarterback. I don't also, I also have a hard time with Roethlisberger this week. I think Martavis Bryant could be a risky start. I like Matthews better than him. I like Matthews better than Alshon Jeffrey, Larry Fitzgerald. Liked him better than Randall Cobb. I think he can do better than Randall Cobb last night. All right. Now you are going to start Delaney Walker. He's top 10. Um, I you don't have to. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to start you Ryan You can go Griffin to your waiver wire and start Charles Clay. Why? Or Cameron Brait. See, the, the Brait thing, we're going to get to that game. Brait is so uninvolved in the offense. Like, Delaney Walker, the reason why we were worried about him coming into the year is because they added Corey Coleman. They added Eric Decker. Coleman's not playing. Uh, th- wait, sorry, Corey Davis. They Corey had Corey Davis. Davis and Eric Decker. Davis isn't playing. Decker, I guess he's playing. <laughs> he hasn't been very good. So well, I'll tell you, I'm not Decker sitting... is playing. He has one fewer target than Delaney Walker this year. But also one fewer rushing touchdown. Do you think Delaney Walker <laughs> is reliable for rushing touchdowns, Adam? It was yeah. it was a tricky play. I liked it. But we've seen Janu Smith get touchdowns that touchdown. would otherwise go to Delaney Walker. Does he have more than one? I thought he had just one. Johnny he Smith. has two. Ooh, wow. All right, Janu all right. has two. So he's 10th for Dave and Jamie. He's 5th for Heath Delaney Walker. Over to the Texans. Deshaun Watson is a top 15 quarterback. Uh, not for me, but. You don't like him. I mean, the Patriots are a mess. He crushed them. The two games before that, okay, he played a half and one. He had about 105 yards. He had 120 yards, I think, the following week. Uh, he rushes a little bit. I like that. I don't know. Like, I, as much as I don't really like Eli Manning, I'd start Manning over him. I'd start Roethlisberger over him. I'd start Cousins over him. I guess I'd, maybe I'd take a flyer on Watson over Carr. But you disagree with all three of those. 
Well, I just Manning look at what the Titans have done. In, in two or three games, they've allowed 22 or more fantasy points. Last week, 40 fantasy points yeah. to Russell Wilson. I would say that Deshaun Watson is a lesser version of Russell Wilson, and I don't know if he's going to attempt 49 passes. He's definitely not going to get 373 yards and four touchdowns, but he'll run more, and I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson ended up with 30 rushing yards on top of 200 passing yards, and that might be conservative. And at least one touchdown. That's not a bad floor. That would give him 17. Without any turnovers, yeah. Without any turnovers. Well, yeah. All right. That, so that is part of Watson's game. You might turn the ball over a little bit more, and, and maybe 30 yards on the ground is a little conservative. No, I don't think so. I mean, he's got two straight with 40. I, in I, two and a half in two and a half games, basically, he's got three touchdowns. He's got almost 550 yards. He's pretty good. Not great, maybe, but good. Maybe. I just think the jury's still out, but that's fair. Uh, start Lamar Miller or Derrick Henry? Miller. Lamar Miller or DeMarco Murray? I've got Miller ahead of Murray. You do, huh? Yeah, I think he can make, I, I think he's, I don't think he's got it. I think they both have a low chance to score, but at least with Lamar Miller, you figure he'll be involved in the passing game. Now, he wasn't last week. Yeah. And he's been kind of a bum. Right. This year. <laughs> I think I think Murray always has a better chance to score than Lamar Miller. Miller never Miller doesn't score. Murray scores a ton. And Tennessee has been pretty good. You could also the make so the far. argument that Murray has a chance of getting more touches than Miller. I don't know about that. I think they'd probably be pretty close. But I could, but, be, talked, I, I could be talking to Murray ahead of Miller. But again, Mixon. You know I'm not a Miller guy. Mixon, Carson certainly ahead of Miller. McCaffrey and PPR ahead of Miller. Yes. Yeah, you can get away from Miller, but you don't have to. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is top 10 for date for Jamie and Heath. You're lower on him. You got him you know, around 20th or so, DeAndre Hopkins. Still going to get a lot of targets and a lot of catches in PPR. He's, he's certainly a must start. And I think he's a good enough start in non PPR leagues as well. They're getting back Will Fuller. We know that Ryan Griffin will have a role and uh, Bruce Ellington probably will still have a role. Might not be as big of a role with Will Fuller back. But he's got a little more competition, not only for targets, but also for touchdowns. And the yardage hasn't been great. He's averaging under 10 yards per catch this year. It's pathetic. Yeah. yeah it's not so good. But, I feel like he's he's a must-start in PPR and a touchdown or bust kind of receiver with a low floor. Or with a decent floor, not a low floor. Tennessee decent. allows uh, the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. That's also good. So good matchup for Hopkins, and we talked about Ryan Griffin. Ryan They've Griffin really or, been bad against slot receivers. Ryan Griffin or Jared Cook? Cook. All right. Cook. Uh, our next game will be the Colts and the Seahawks. And uh, I got something important to tell you. I'm going to pick up a couple of suits from the tailor next week. If they don't look yeah. like my Indochino suit, I'm going to be pretty angry. Because I told them, I said, this is my Indochino suit. I'm putting it on. Make these suits look like this one. This one is awesome. Indochino gives you a great suit at an incredible price. $379 for a made-to-measure premium suit. These types of suits go for more than $800. This is 50% off if you go to Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, and use our promo code FFT. Again, the promo code is FFT. You can also visit an Indochino showroom, but what you're going to do online is you pick your fabric, you customize the lapels, the pleats, the jacket linings, the monogram, everything, the sleeves, 
whatever you want. You submit your measurements, you place your order, and in just a few weeks, you've got an amazing suit that you're going to love wearing. It's such a great feeling to really love wearing a piece of clothing, to get excited about putting on a suit because you know you look damn good and you feel good in it. Go to Indochino.com. Promo code is FFT, 50% off with free shipping for any premium suit. Indochino.com, promo code FFT. Colts and Seahawks, stat of the game. Running backs are averaging 5.8 yards per carry against Seattle and 3.2 yards per carry against Indianapolis. 5.8 against Seattle, 3.2 against Indianapolis. What the hell is going on, Dave Richards? Bizarro world, but you know what? You got to give the Colts credit. They're doing a nice job attacking the run. They're not so good against the pass. And uh Seattle just has not looked good against opposing running backs, but you got to figure this week they'll look good. Because they're taking on Frank Gore. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, Frank Gore, he scored a touchdown in two straight games, uh, but no interest in him? I just don't feel confident starting him because what does he give you if he doesn't score? And even when he does score, is it a monster game? No. Let's face it, he's not catching the ball that much. Nope. Two catches. He's got two catches on the year. I would say that that's not much. Derek Henry or Frank Gore? I'll take Gore over Henry, but it's not by a lot. Garrett Blunt or Frank Gore? Blunt. How about uh, anybody? Is there anybody you want to start on Indianapolis? Not really. Not not with a not with a smile on my face. You know, T.Y. Hilton had a good game last week. I guess you're going to roll with him. I don't uh, think you have Seattle. to. Again, I mean, that was against Cleveland for God's sake. This is well, against that's Seattle. why that's why you've got to kind of take a step back when it comes to Hilton. Would you start a Jacksonville wide receiver over T.Y. Hilton? Yeah. Yeah, you'd start Hearns. Yeah, Alan Hearns is my favorite of the two. Okay. Um, we're not starting Jack Doyle and no Brissett. So let's go to the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is a top four quarterback. We're waiting for a quarterback to have a huge game without a rushing. Well, I mean, I guess Wilson could have a rushing touchdown. It's conceivable. But uh, Colts, the Colts defense has been better than expected. Let's put it that way. But we still, like, how do you sit Russell Wilson? And then okay. Chris Carson. So uh, let's do some Chris Carson ors. Chris Carson or Mike Gillisley? Carson. Chris Carson or Tevin Coleman? Carson. Chris Carson or Leonard Fournette? You know, you'd think that that would not be so close, but Fournette is better, and it's kind of close. But you're going Fournette? I'm going Fournette. Chris Carson or last one, C.J. Anderson? Against the Raiders. Yeah, I, I'll take Anderson at home against Oakland. All right, some wide receivers. Chris Carson or T.Y. Hilton? Carson. Chris Carson or Adam Thielen? I'll take Thielen. Really? Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but Carson should have a pretty good game. We like him. Seattle wide receivers? Give me your thoughts real quick, Dave. If Baldwin plays, I think he's a must-start. If he doesn't play... I wonder if Russ kind of leans on the tight ends a little bit more and kind of keeps the same type of targets to the outside receivers. This isn't an offense that's known for having great play from its outside receivers, and it's not an offensive line that's going to give him three, four, five seconds in the pocket to set his feet and fire downfield very often, even against the Colts. Well, but, okay, like if Baldwin doesn't play, would you start Richardson or T.Y. Hilton? I'd probably go – I'd go Hilton, but I wouldn't feel good about it. And if Baldwin does play, we the other wide receivers are off the table for the 
Seahawks? I'd say so. I, I, people are adding Paul Richardson in a bunch of leagues, and I think he's a good stash candidate. He's scored in two straight games, but not a ton of yardage with it. No. And finally, uh, Jimmy Graham is an absolute must-start. He's a top-four guy. Seattle's DST is number one. If Jimmy Graham doesn't play, I suppose Luke Wilson could be a decent streamer, right? Yeah. Okay. Of, of course, if Graham doesn't play, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like him better than Ryan Griffin? Yes. Alrighty. So FanDuel, I'm going to get my FanDuel lineup at the end of the show. I don't love it. I might make some changes. I can give you one, too, if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that at the yeah. end. Um, FanDuel is back. This is fantasy football for everyday fans. There are contests for everybody. I did a $5 50-50. Half the contest wins. 100 people in there. Uh, by my math, that means 50 people win. You want to play in high-stakes games? That's great. You want to play in low-stakes games? That's also great. It's about the fun. It's not, not about the money for me, but it can be about whatever you want. I, I just I love FanDuel. It's so much fun. Uh, I think Devontae Parker is going to be in a lot of my lineups this week. If John Brown plays, he's going to be in my lineups. If JJ Nelson, if John Brown doesn't play, JJ Nelson's going to be in my lineups. Well, I'll say this: JJ Nelson will definitely be in my lineups if John Brown doesn't play. I don't know about uh, Brown if Brown does play, but uh, it's it's a ton of fun. I encourage you to do it. Carson Palmer looks like a good value this week. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, use our code CBSPOD. get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million and a chance to win a ton of money for free. Again, use that code CBSPOB when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. FanDuel.com, promo code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. Detroit at Minnesota. An interesting game here. Stat of the game. Minnesota has allowed a touchdown to Kobe Fleener in week one and Cameron Brayton week three, and they struggled a bit with tight ends, good tight ends last year. I was a little mm-hmm. surprised to see Eric Ebron is actually ranked kind of high this week. Start Eric Ebron. Well, he's got a good track record against Minnesota, and there's obviously a weakness there in the defense. He's been involved for the Lions. I could see them leaning on him, especially with Xavier Rhodes taking out Marvin Jones or, you know, probably might end up playing sides with Rhodes this week, so he takes off half the field, and it opens up the middle of the field for Ebron. Would you rather have Ebron or Charles Clay? I'd rather have Clay because I think he's been far more involved in that uh, Buffalo offense. All right. Are there any? Seems safer. Just like we didn't really want to start any Colts. Are there any Lions that you want to start? I fall into the trap. I fell into this trap last year with Stafford, where I just thought to myself, "There's no way the Lions are going to be able to run the football, so Stafford's going to have to throw." But it doesn't mean that I think he's going to have a great game. And last year he didn't. I think he had 18 fantasy points. Yeah. Both games he had 18 fantasy points. And you know what? That's basically what quarterbacks have scored against Minnesota. Breeze, 17. Roethlisberger, 21. Uh, Winston, 19. And. Yeah, I don't see him. 18? I don't see him having okay. a monster game. It's not, it's not top 12, that's for sure, but. I, like, would you start Ben, would you start Deshaun Watson? Ben Watson. Deshaun Watson over Stafford. I think Watson has more upside. <laughs> I think you've got to go with him. Carson Wentz over Stafford. Yes. Uh, Derek Carr? I might take the safe 18 points with Stafford ahead of Carr. Any interest in the Detroit running backs? No. No. Yeah. It's a tough matchup for them. They're splitting too much and they're just not doing enough. You really can't start the outside wide receivers against, um, Minnesota. They've been four points Michael Thomas, six points Antonio Brown, six points Mike Evans. So good luck Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. But how about Golden Galladay Tate? Galladay might not play. He's banged up. Oh, how about Golden Tate? 
you'd like to think that he'll avoid Xavier Rhodes for much of the matchup and he'll probably get peppered with targets. I think he's a no-brainer in PPR and I think he's a little risky in standard, but probably still a number two receiver. He did pretty well last year against the Vikings. Now he did have, I think, a touchdown in overtime in one game. Uh, Golden Tate or Chris Carson? Standard in PPR. I am going to go with Carson in standard. And I might even take him in PPR too because CJ Procise isn't going to play. We didn't mention that in the Seahawks game and Carson's a good pass catcher. So how do you feel about the passing? Dalvin Cook is a start. How do you feel about the passing game? Um, Diggs and Thielen in particular. I think Thielen could end up being the, the best of the bunch. I'm not buying, I, I'm not like you, Adam. I don't think that this Lions defense is, is great. I think they're good. Yeah, that's I think what Darius I think. Darius Slay is I think playing out good. of his mind. I think they're good. Darius Slay is playing well, and Quandre Diggs is rated high by Pro Football Focus. But my hunch is that Slay is going to follow Diggs, and that's going to open Thielen up. Thielen in single coverage has been really good. I need to stress, Dave, it's not about the Lions so much. I don't trust Case Keenum. And I can't ignore what he did two weeks ago at Pittsburgh. They were pathetic. but And those guys were, were massive duds for you. I know I'm not going to try and start the Case Keenum bandwagon here, but I think it was a tough spot for him. I don't know if he practiced at all with the starters that week. Might have just been thrust into the starting lineup. And difficult to play at Pittsburgh. Their defense was at full strength that week. I, I think that week of practice for him, plus Tampa Bay's injuries, really made it easy. Uh, last week, along with the protection of the offensive line, and I think that that protection will still be there. So let me give you I'm some names. I'm not starting Keenum in my fantasy leagues, but no, I can still trust him. those receivers. Yeah, let me give you some Keenum. names. Um, Alshon Jeffrey or Stefan Diggs? Diggs. Alshon Jeffrey or Adam Thielen? Thielen. I don't know if I did this one yet, but Rashard Matthews or Adam Thielen? Thielen. Devontae Parker or Stefan Diggs? Diggs. Alright, I'll be bold. I'll take Parker over him, but. I'm not, I'm not feeling the Dolphins. It's a windfall. <laughs> That's not why, but now that you've gave them the, the W word, I, I like my call even better. Starter sit Kyle Rudolph. Nervous about him. And, and this is another reason to kind of buy into the wide receivers of the Vikings is Keenum looks downfield. He's a gunslinger. He okay. doesn't, and he, he doesn't look for Rudolph that often. There was a play last week where Rudolph was open and he still threw for a different target downfield. He yeah. went longer. He had two targets last week. He had six the week before. Yeah, it's, it, it, if you've got Rudolph, you don't want to deal with anybody off waivers. I understand you'll start him, but he's not Sam Bradford and these guys have different tendencies. Buffalo is at Atlanta. By the way, Minnesota DST very much in play. Top eight and Detroit yes. DST not as much, unless you're me. Buffalo at Atlanta. It's we, you know what, Dave? It's weird to be on an island. Uh, you know, like because if if Case Keenum has a big game, I'm gonna get a lot of crap for it, and I deserve it, you know. But I gotta be well, honest. but but it's not like people are gonna make him part of their lineup options. No, and, and but neither of us want to trust are me. Telling people to start <laughs> Keenum. No, but they want to trust my opinions, so I, I hope I don't look like an idiot there. But all right, so so be it. It is what it is. Buffalo at Atlanta. Stat of the game. Buffalo allows the second fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. That would be Josh McCown, Cam Newton, and Trevor Simeon. They have 27 combined fantasy points, no touchdowns, and four picks, although McCown had a rushing touchdown. They so, run a scheme that's going to be very familiar to Matt Ryan because Sean McDermott was the defensive coordinator in Carolina for several years. And, 
And so he's seen this zone type of scheme before, and I, I think he knows how to beat it. I don't think that the talent of the Bills secondary is going to overwhelm Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu. Well, that's the thing, Dave. The running backs out of the backfield. Jones is going to be – like, we're starting Ryan, even with that stat. We're starting Ryan. We're starting right. Freeman. We're starting Jones. You like Tevin but I, Coleman. I, but, that, but I don't think Ryan is going to be amazing. What do you have him? You have sixth. Okay. You'll start him. Yeah. Now – I like Rivers better. Coleman, you like a lot. Breakout week. Um, what about Mohamed Sanu? I think he's okay in a PPR league if you're in a pinch. I think that's as good as it gets. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Sanu is 78% owned. He scored last week. Yeah. Uh, okay. Dave said it. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing, nothing to see here. Don't start Austin Hooper. And we go to the Bills. Tyrod Taylor or Derek Carr? I think Taylor's got a little more upside to him, but I would hate to be in this position. Can I start Andy Dalton? Yes, you can start Dalton. Can I start Carson Wentz? Sure can. Can I start Eli Manning? Sure can. All right, I'll start those three over both of those two. LaShawn McCoy is 12th in standard for Dave and Heath. No, for Jamie and Heath. I think he's 7th for Dave. He's 3rd for Dave and PBR. Start McCoy. I think he goes off. I I don't know what they're thinking ranking him 12th. He's had two terrible matchups. This is not a terrible matchup. He's going to catch a ton of passes, and I think LaShawn McCoy steps up and has a monster game. Right, the Falcons have been pretty good against running backs so far. The only one that that did really well was Tariq Cohen, uh, just in terms of yards per carry. But still, he's LaShawn McCoy. And they've been really bad. Four running backs have already had 38 or more receiving yards against the Falcons. So Yeah, that's what they're known for is right. giving up numbers to running backs out of the backfield. That's Detroit cool. couldn't really take advantage of it in week three. No Buffalo wide receivers this week? No, there's nothing. It's Charles Clay, and he's not a wide receiver. He just plays one on the field. <laughs> he's about 71% owned. He's top eight in both formats. And look, I mean, it's risky. We, we wanted to buy into Charles Clay in week two, and he scored two fantasy points at Carolina. So maybe he has a bad game, but what, like, what are you going to do? Last year, the Falcons allowed the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. They did face a lot of good ones. Um, and we'll see. Charles Clay, start him up. Do you, can you name the leading target getter for the Bills this season? Sean McCoy. And who's second? Charles Clay. I actually gave that stat out uh, on Wednesday, I think. So. Okay. So yeah. you knew your stuff. But it's just a reminder then for everybody else. Like no one else is even within six targets of those guys. Yeah. It gets a ton of work, a ton of, a ton of looks. Rams at Cowboys. Fa- I couldn't find a good stat of the game, Dave. But fact of the game is this. With the roof enclosed, the entire Statue of Liberty could fit into the Cowboys stadium. Hmm. Matt, pretty cool. Well, what does that mean for fantasy? <laughs> Let's see. I don't know, but it means that you can throw the ball really high and really far, far to Steph to uh, Sammy Watkins. That, by the way, is from visitdallas.com. Jared Goff outside the top twenty. Don't start him. Todd Gurley is top four in standard, top six in PPR. Keep in mind, only three running backs have rushed for more than fifty yards against Dallas in Dallas's last thirteen games now, including the postseason. There's a, there is a major, there are two significant injuries that fantasy owners who have Todd Gurley should feel great about. Sean Lee, hamstring, hasn't practiced yet this week. He's a veteran who's been in the league a long time. I'd actually be surprised if he plays. And Stephen Paye on that defensive line, uh, for, for Dallas. 
hasn't practiced this week. And on top of that, their cornerbacks have all sorts of issues. They've got three cornerbacks who are either limited in practice or not practicing. So they're thin there. This is not a bad spot for the Rams. Mm, okay, but we still don't want to trust Goff. So Watkins, you know, I'm pretty excited about him now that he's playing. I'm definitely starting him, and then you're going to want to trade him because he's got brutal matchups coming up. But uh, Wat- yeah, if, if you still have him on your team and you're starting him, you have to hope that he just has another lights-out game, and then you can sell high. He's been one of the guys that I have on a few teams that I'm definitely flexing this week. I mean, there's nothing to fear here with Sammy Watkins if he's healthy. Well, I mean, the fact that he had basically no involvement in weeks one and two, that's something to fear. How well can the Rams protect Jared Goff? They just got to worry about uh, Lawrence on the left defensive end, that right tackle, right? And he's been playing amazing. Yeah. I think they can contain him. I think. I think this is ultimately a good matchup for the Rams. And what, I might be a little low on Jared Goff this week. What about, what about Dez? He's must start. I, yeah, I don't see how you. Big you game. Get away from Dez. Big game. He's gonna, like, he's been frustrated. People are down on him right now, like, around the NFL. He's not doing enough. Whatever. I think could have a big game. Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? Uh, I will go. I'll take Wentz ahead of Prescott, but they're both top ten. Yeah, we like Prescott a lot. So if you have any questions at quarterback and you have Prescott, Prescott or Palmer though, that's kind of a tough one. I would take Dak. Okay. Start Zeke. Start Des. Jason Witten or Charles Clay. I'll take Clay over Witten. Jason Witten or Ryan Griffin. Griffin might be a little more fun. Jason Witten or Cameron Brait. Great. On to our next game. The Giants are at Tampa Bay. And yes, the Giants, they are so bad against tight ends. But here is your stat of the game, number one. The Giants have the worst run defense in the NFL. The worst run defense in the NFL so far. And they're allowing the eighth most fantasy points to running backs uh, after allowing the seventh fewest last year. I think it's a little deceiving, but they were brutal. They were terrible against the Eagles last week. Uh, they should get B.J. Goodson, their middle linebacker back. But Dave... Jacquez Rogers, is there any appeal here for Jacquez Rogers as a flex? Are you sure he's going to get a lot of work? I don't see why. The only way he gets a lot of work is if the is if the Bucks have a lead and then they just sit on it. No, I think if it's a close back and forth game, and I do think it will be that. I think Quiz Rogers gets work. He always gets work. He didn't last week. They got blown out. Right. Other than that, he gets a ton of work when Doug Martin's out. I don't know if it's going to be that kind of a game for him. I, I think you're looking at maybe. 12, 13 carries. You'd be lucky to get 60 yards out of that. So you'd start, I'm not feeling it with Quiz. You start tapping Coleman this over is, him. If you've got him and Doug Martin and you're just waiting for Doug Martin to come back, fine. You put him in your lineup this week and then Doug Martin graces us with his presence in week five. Would you start the Eagles running backs over Quiz Rogers? Yes. Would you start the Ravens running backs other than Alex yes. Collins? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. We don't like Quiz. Interesting. And he's got deep sleeper appeal. Um, stat of the game number two. Number one wide receivers against the Giants. Four. Would you like to make a wager on Jacquez Rogers? What's the wager? And how he'll do. Double digit fantasy points. You say he's gonna have a good game? Nah, I don't think he'll get that. I didn't oh. say he's gonna have a good game. I, I, I have to start him in one league. I think he's a deep sleeper. But I so, do, I think the Giants run defense is a lot better than their numbers. It was really one bad game last week without BJ Goodson. They played like crap. I think, 
maybe short week after the Monday night game, early Sunday start, they just couldn't tackle. Mm-hmm. But they did pretty well against Zeke. You know, he had a decent game, but no run longer than like 10 or 11 yards. Amir Abdullah had a run late in that game that padded his stats. So I don't think it's going to be great for Quiz. Um, I think he gets eight fantasy points. So, oh yeah, number one wide receivers against the Giants. Dez, four points. Marvin Jones, eight points on one catch. Alshon Jeffrey, five fantasy points. Golden Tate had two fantasy points. He's a slot guy. Any worries about Mike Evans? A little bit, but you're still going to start him. It's one of those things where you drafted him high. You know what his upside is. And this week he kind of complained about how, I don't know if it's a complaint, but he, he said that he was open against Xavier Rhodes and just Jameis wasn't looking at him. And I wonder if that's going to be a point of emphasis between those two this week. Because Janoris Jenkins, you figure he's going to be assigned to Mike Evans and he'll shadow him. And uh, Evans will say, hey, look, I can beat this guy. And in the red zone, all bets are off. I don't care who's covering Mike Evans. That's why you're starting him. Which quarterback do you like better, Manning or Winston? Manning. He's 70% owned. He's a decent option. Winston you want to avoid. Uh, which number two wide receiver do you like better, Sterling Shepard or Deshaun Jackson? Jackson. Do you like Deshaun Jackson? I do. I hope he doesn't get covered by Antonio Rogers Cromartie, Dominic Rogers Cromartie. Yeah, or Antonio Cromartie, because <laughs> that, that would be weird if they were both on him in this game. That would be weird. Um, which tight end do you like better, Braid or Ingram? You like Braid. Do you like Ingram at Bray. all? What's that? Do you like Ingram at all? He's a sleeper. Okay. Not a great one. Which DST do you like better? The Giants. Giants are ninth for Dave, Bucks are twelfth. Everybody's got the two DSTs ranked sort of similarly. Um, okay, you've got a chance here with with Eli Manning if you're desperate, but start Carson Palmer over him. Dave would start Sean Watson over him. And last game is San Francisco at Arizona. Uh, anybody that you like? Okay, Carlos Hyde. Start or sit? Start. Hyde or Carson? Uh, I believe I have Hyde ahead of Carson. If you'd like, I will double check for you. I've double checked. Hyde ahead of Carson. Hyde is about fifteenth for everybody. And Carson Palmer or Carson Wentz? Wentz. Carson Palmer or mm, Dak Prescott. Dak. I think I already asked you that. I apologize. The the positives for Palmer, and he is a top twelve quarterback this week. The positives are his offensive line's getting healthy, and the 49ers secondary is dreadful. So bad. So Fitzgerald's a must-start. What about the other wide receivers for the Cardinals? I, I wish we had a little bit better of an idea on how healthy Brown and J.J. Nelson are and what their roles are going to be moving forward. But I think it's just a little too messy with John Brown, Jerron Brown, J.J. Nelson rotating, getting a bunch of targets, no guarantee who's going to do what. I think you've got to sit all three. Who's the second-best wide receiver in this game? Is it Garcon? I guess, but I don't want to start him either because Patrick Peterson's going to get tagged with him. Okay. Would you start Pierre Garçon or I'll give you a running back, Jacquez Rogers? What's the scoring? P Half PPR. <laughs> I might go quiz. Would you go Pierre Garçon or Wendell Smallwood? Smallwood. Oh, obviously if you're going quiz. All right, and finally, Dave, 0 to 10 on the – Deep sleeper o meter for Chris Johnson against, you know, this run defense. It's actually negative seven. Solid. Negative seven. Andre Ellington is the much better deep sleeper. Okay. 
Here's no my FanDuel lineup. Chris Johnson, period. Here's Including my, the Cardinals. <laughs> Here's my FanDuel lineup, Dave. Hit me. Carson Palmer, Melvin Gordon, C.J. Anderson, Odell Beckham, A.J. Green, J.J. Nelson, Jimmy Graham, Jake Elliott, and the Lions DST. Palmer, Gordon, Anderson, Beckham, Green, Nelson, Jimmy Graham, Jake Elliott, Detroit Lions DST. That's J.J. Nelson, not Jordy Nelson. That's nice. We have one player in common. Beckham. Green. Green. I knew it. I know you love Green this week. Yeah, Green's going to be highly owned. He Obviously, no Eifert plus the Browns. He should come up with a monster game. What else you got? My running backs are going to be LaShawn McCoy and Chris Carson. Like Carson's value at 6,600. A.J. Green, Adam Thielen, after I got done talking him up, along with Emmanuel Sanders. Charles Clay at tight end. Ryan Suckup at kicker. The Giants defense and the quarterback. Better be good. Case Keenum. What? No, it's Tom Brady. Okay, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, my, my wide receivers and my tight end are much better than yours, but you have Tom Brady and I have Carson Palmer. Uh, so that is it for today's show. We have a mailbag coming up later. We'll answer a bunch of your questions. Thank you all. We're going to play that Matt Forte interview. Thank you all for listening. Have a great weekend. Good luck in week four. Dave and I will talk to you Saturday night. High on fantasy football.